Right. That's the thing. We're not. We're leaving in the dustbin of history is that all those gay dudes won <laughs> World War Two in the Pacific. Yeah, right. Yo. Cutting a rug across those Air Force care. <laughs> Mopping the putting fires out with just pizzazz. Just tap. <laughs> just tap those fires out. <laughs> Soldier, tap that fire out. Tap those bullets aye, back aye. at those Germans. <laughs> Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Howdy. Hey, just adjusting your level here. That was a little hot. Hot in the drums. Always. Always. That's what they always say about me. Hot stuff. Hot to the touch. Damn, it's still hot. I don't know what's going on. Maybe I finally got... Wouldn't it be great if it was my hearing got better? Just fi- <laughs> fixed itself yeah. later in life? That would like be all amazing. Those, like those stories you hear about those rubes who go in for their like eye surgery. It was like, the doctor made a mistake, but now you have 2010 vision. Oh. So you can see better than most humans. I heard about... I heard this. I don't know if it's still true. But they're like, yeah, LASIK surgery will fix your vision, but you will have a halo around any light source. <laughs> so everything's like a seventies, a seventies movie. Like I everything, yeah, down yeah, the canon of yeah. The thing. Everything's got this oh, horrible sheen on. I heard that actually. I feel like I heard it from the comedian Todd Barry, who was like, "Yeah, now I just you know everything's blurry," which doesn't make sense. <laughs> It's like uh, like glasses aren't that bad. They're not terrible. Like we don't live in like barbarian times. No, no. like glasses are fine. We'll be good. I'll be good. It's as much bar- as I would like to never have to wear glasses again. It's, I'm not that put upon. It's Can't a, keep a spare in the old cabinet. Right. It's a very privileged thing to compare about. Ah, these fucking yeah. things that m- help me see. You know what I mean? <laughs> that aid me. That aid me. Like, I don't know how long ago it would have been. I mean, in human history, uh, a snap that where people were yeah. just like, oh, you can't see? Put him in me- the mental. Put him in the asylum. <laughs> right. No. And there was like, there, there, like, there's that time where it's like, uh, if you're smart enough, you got to be a monk. Right. Or they worked you to death like a mule. Yeah. It's big dumb Casey, big dumb Hans. They're blind as a bat. Just take, give him the lash. Right. He can dig a ditch like you dream about. Go see if go see if Hansi can hear, and if you he can't hear, put him next to masturbating Tony in the dungeon. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> it's just like the beginning of Prince of Thieves. It's just that coterie of oh, I love of that screwballs. It's the greatest love, scene of all it time. It is such an amazing scene. That's just it. Just. Whoever the cinematographer is captures the word hot. Just perfect. Oh my god, everything's dewy, oh. sweaty, you know it stinks, everything about it. Those teeth. It's like you and I are totally primed for it because we're comic book nerds, so this is like you're like, this is like Arkham Asylum, but it's the Middle Ages. You oh, got great. guy with no teeth, guy who's hanging by an extra long arm. Crazy guy who's just spitting nothing but nonsense. <laughs> Take me with you. Take me with you. <laughs> I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> Stay here, with master. With <laughs> we can't take you masturbating, Tony. It's too much <laughs> masturbation. For masturbating, Tony oh. never makes the cut. Oh. But my forearms are so strong, <laughs> not strong enough to escape. Sorry, to break those chains. Sorry, oh, MT. I love that scene. I hadn't thought about that in a while. I wonder if that movie. That movie. If I may say so, kicked ass when it oh, came out. Man. But I wonder if it holds up. Do you know how much that movie kicked ass? They used the theme song for the production company. I think it was called Mill Creek. Okay. So there's like, and like, as anyone who's listening knows, Hans and I are, are big nerds for a lot of things. We're also big nerds for the old production company animation. And Mill Creek used game the uh, not Game of Thrones, uh, Prince of Thieves that dun 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 dun, 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 dun yeah. used it for their production company ad. So it. as a kid, even though I knew I wasn't watching Prince of Thieves, I got that juice. You got a taste, yeah. I got that heat, and I was like, I probably really should just be watching Prince of Thieves. That and might... then you end up watching like Delta Force Three. 
class. Um, I was gonna say I th- oh, I thought you were talking about. So if you're a true Prince of Thieves fan, you stay post credits, or maybe it was pre credits. You get that Brian Adams music video oh, at the end. Hell yeah! In the meadow. Oh man, that and his song was so good. They made a fucking Three Musketeers, and they're like, "You gotta have Brian Adams." Let's put him in. Yeah, you can sell him on him alone. He he's not great, I don't think, in life. Ah, that's not fair. Oh, I don't know the specifics, but I, was, I think he hit his son or something. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Brian Adams beat his son. Exclusive. He may or may not even have a son. Exclusive. Hey, do you did you ever hear the rumors about? Bing Crosby and his child abuse, or how he was an abusive um, parent. Right? Was it like a sack of like Valencia oranges or something? Like he would use citrus fruits in a bag because it would give you a wallet, but it wouldn't leave a bruise, which I, is questionable. You hit hard enough with it. I mean, that's Anything. an insane thing to find. That's a Sultan of Qatar thing. Like beat them with fruit. <laughs> There would be no, it's like, what the fuck? Like, you got too much time on your hands. My evil, evil person science would be, well, if the bruise is so big, you just can't see it. A one big bruise. So your son is literally a bruise from his neck to his ankles. No, my son's just And you're just like, oh, I can't even see it. What are you talking about? (laughs) Those are just sleeves. Um, (laughs) That is, was Bing Crosby... An American Sultan had to be right. Died on the was golf he that course. juiced? Oh, then he is a fucking sultan. heart attack on the course. That's did, did his mean, son just punch him in the chest as hard as he could? Well, so there's the thing. I was going to end your life, old man. I went down the uh, well, sort of in legacy form because I went down the Crosby <laughs> rabbit hole and I was oh, like, Yeah, you? I heard like because I was watching um, what's the Christmas movie, White Christmas, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, those guys, you know, like just like in is he uh, a veteran in that? Is that like World War II? It, I, if we haven't talked about it, I fucking love old movies besides that horrible minstrel section, mm-hmm. they do a minstrel song, which is. Obviously, doesn't hold up today, but you're just like, sure, fuck, these guys can dance and sing. But my favorite thing is, favorite part about it is these guys are World War II veterans that returned from the war that are like singing song men, you know, town to town. They're doing Christmas their thing. with them from Germany. We liberated <laughs> Christmas from the Hitler. Right. Well, get this. So the end. So they end up um, falling in love with these ladies i was gonna say broads because i was in the tone tune, be, tone of the movie oh uh, but yeah we're you're in the movie um and so these women they get them a gig at this hotel and they're like you know what these broads they ain't gonna put on a good show let's surprise them and actually do a real show so they show up <laughs> show and they're like hey ladies <laughs> we just decided you're gonna open for us literally and i was like that's crazy <laughs> they got bumped yeah but then the owner comes out and they're like, fuck that shit. I'm going to go Tony. The owner comes out and they're like, Roger? He's like, they they quick salute him. And it's their old, like, colonel from the war, right? <laughs> Who can and, sing, and, sing right. and dance like you dream about. He owns the hotel. And he's like, he's like, we're fine, boys. They're like, he's going under because they see, like, the food is bad and there's not enough guests. They're like, we got to put on a real show to save the hotel. So they put on a show, oh, right? Man. But the most amazing thing is he doesn't know the show. Like, things fall apart. They get into a fight with the girls and all this stuff. And the show's going to fall apart. But they get it together Why? all at the end. Why did they fight with the girls? <laughs> they bumped right. them? How could they? For themselves? Oh, my God. So this guy's like, all right, we're going under. I'm going to go sign the papers. And he's coming out of his room because he lives at the hotel. And he hears singing. And he goes down and what, oh, Bing and Astaire, I think it's, it's not Fred Astaire, Bing Crosby and Danny Kay. Bing and Sting? Bing and Sting. The twin Bings. Um, <laughs> he's like, what is this music? And he comes down and it's them. They've invited their whole platoon, right? To do oh, a so number. But this too. is what my favorite part is. Obviously, it's because it's these beautiful men in their, 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 you know, their dance uniforms. They, they had to bring their dance, going... their World War II dance scrubs. Can't bring those mm-hmm. uniforms. Yeah. They got to bring their dance uniforms. The gym, so their yeah. World War II and dance shoes. 
and just the best dancing, singing boys. We're doing a show for you. And, and then they stop and they stand and they're all like, Sir, we're here to save you. And you're just like, holy fuck. We're <laughs> to save and a he, hotel, sir. And he, and he goes down. And he goes down and he ex- inspects all their uniforms because he's back. Of he's course. in colonel mode. He's like, these are my boys. And he, like, they stand. And he's they? like, straighten up, soldier. And he's like, oh. And he straightens their tie <laughs> and shit. And I was just like, God, I love old. Like, it's great. You don't need to. You don't need to get into any like the dynamics that we're all hammered with today because we all the, it's on like the discussions and on everybody's mind yeah. like gender and sex and race and stuff and and for yeah. the most part that's all very important right but at the time you know how many swooning ladies were drooling over these gay platoon <laughs> because they were good looking guys who could cut a rug right but right that's the thing we're not we're leaving in the dustbin of history is that all those gay dudes won world war ii in the pacific <laughs> Yo, cutting a rug across those Air Force care, <laughs> mopping the, putting fires out with just pizzazz. Just tap, <laughs> just tap those fires out. Soldier, tap that fire out. Tap those bullets aye, back aye. at those Germans. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Take and, your and shirt I'm, off, soldier, sure and tap that fire out. <laughs> That's so good. Um, but what I was gonna. Oh, oh, so that movie, I was like, oh, yeah, Danny Kaye, let me look at, into these guys. Like, yeah. they were such huge stars, and, and well before our time, like, at least, not at least, but Bob, uh, Bob Hope lived in, into our lifetimes, even though he was mm-hmm. a skeleton of old jokes. Um, so Bing Crosby died on the golf. First of all, Danny Kaye was apparently a bad human being. Get that. Surprise, surprise. Not very nice so to if, the staff, if, to the platoon. If Bing was the good one Bing, of when, the two of them. And Bing's eyes are like, if Satan had to dis- disguise himself as an angel, he'd go, well, I need blue eyes. But he'd have the touch of Satan, so he would have it's, an yeah. unnatural blue. Like, these are blue right, eyes, but like, my magic is so strong and evil, I can't do a normal blue. I can only do a Satan wizard blue. <laughs> Cause no, you, you just, have no, exactly. You could picture a guy in khaki sifting through the sand and he goes and blows off an artifact and it's a picture of Ben Crosby. But those eyes are like an unearthly jewel. They are like something yeah. Conan would cut out of a serpent. It, right, right. Yeah. People killed over those eyes. Like those were princesses eyes. And, you know, again, the Sultan of Kitar wore them around his neck. Um <laughs> Also went down. Bing was the good one. Oh, so Bing Crosby. I was like, oh, yeah, what's that rumor of child abuse? And so it's actually quite a gray area because he had a number of kids and all of his kids said he was like a saint, like a really good father. But one kid who happened to be the one in extreme amount of dent with a drinking and drugging problem. Kind of got a huge advance to write a tell-all book about dad that that he published six months after his dad died. So, and then later on, it was like 20 years later, right before he passed away, before he died, he recanted and was like, I was broke. I was an addict, you know, like, forgive me. So maybe Bing wasn't, you know, sack of oranges. He was, yeah, those blue... The, they were the eyes of heaven. Right. Maybe they were heaven eyes. Because I don't know. I Obviously, you don't heaven know who eyes. to believe. You don't want to condone abuse. But what's two things? The Obviously, you have to look at the, the risk reward. Like, yeah. you know, obviously, this guy publishing. It, it makes be- all the sense that he would do that because he was in the financial tr- trouble. So that's like Occam's Razor. you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. Hear him out. But then the other kids, that what, be... what? Right, you're right. Yeah, absolutely, you do. But then his other children, like, what's in it for them to now defend him, especially if he yeah. was abusive to them? If he's, he's already a, dead, you don't have to worry about getting written out of, of the garbage. will or something. Yeah, I don't know. unless there is like he was cut out of the. De- you know what I mean? Like, mm, who knows? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you don't know, and I, and also who cares? But right. I I looked for I was looking for salaciousness. And I got Nothing, grace. Huh? I got redemption. Very disappointing. He was an angel brought down by man. 
On the ninth, on the ninth hole. Heart attack on the green, man. Well, I guess that's gonna go. Not the I worst. feel like that's that era. You said Bob Hope. Oh yeah. I'm thinking Eisenhower. Like, I like if Bill Murray doesn't die in the golf course, it's got to be in like a car accident, like the beginning of Dark Knight Returns. Like this is a grand death. This is the way I die, like in a fucking hot rod that explodes. But Bill Murray's already surpassed, like, these were the guys, well, I guess Bob Hope, but these were the guys who were like, you're like, yeah, of course he died on the golf course, because he didn't wear sunscreen and he ate a steak for breakfast, you know? Like, he had sunstroke <laughs> and his <laughs> arteries were so <laughs> just clogged. Solid. Yeah, solid pipes. Just like caulk in those veins. You could you could filter water through those through those arteries. <laughs> Better than charcoal. <laughs> The cleanest oh, blood like steak. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it's clean blood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You leave all Blue that bad the stuff ocean. behind. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? We have we've created a food culture. We've created an environment for ourselves where we unnaturally fill our hoses with, with gunk. Basically, yeah. it's like a dirty bathroom sink because you yeah. don't take care of it and you just put hair down it and toothpaste and all that shit. They're like, well, but all you have to do is, you know, clean it out every once in a while and you're not going to get it backed up. And they're like, ah, nah. Pour eggs. some coke down there. You, <laughs> you see what a coke, what the coke does to an old coffin nail? Oh, maybe that. How come they never, you think they've researched that? Because, I mean, during the war they and have, like all that stuff, right. they're like, wait, can coke break up that plaque? Just drop coke on the Nazis. <laughs> just bushels of coke. Oh, so sticky. They'd be so and and like yeah, like if it's winter, it's a cold sticky. If it's summer, it's hot sticky. Oh. Those guys would be so distracted. I'm, that would like, work. I'm against that stick. The stick is no go for me. If it were World have... War One, instead of a thousand <laughs> mortar rounds, you just Cokes. did a fire hose of Coca Cola. And that stick, and they wouldn't get it off, and the rats would be extra attracted to them. Oh, I mean, it the really could do some That's the damage. Rat King move. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. All oh, the vermin God. and disease that would just be like... <laughs> oh, just man. after you. It's in my eyes! <laughs> they're, they're going for my eyes! Oh, my Wait, God. Dr. Pepper, it's the worst! Did I? I don't know if I told you this. This is a non-thing. Well, the listener might be into it because I just didn't. There is a three. No, that's a five-part documentary on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. It, it's Canada made by Canadian and French Canadian um, production company. Okay. Um, and it's called World War One Apocalypse. Did I tell you about this? Amazing. It no, is. I have no idea about it. You remember the thing we talked about with Peter Jackson, where he went in and like restored yes. all this footage from yep. World War One. Yep. So that's yep. great. There's amazing footage, but it's very, very hard to understand for me because it's extreme Cockney accent and old timey, yeah. and it's these old, they're old World War One veterans, like that are like a hundred. So it's extra yeah. hard to understand them. So when I put on subtitles. It's one of the, it's so visual that if you're reading the subtitles, you miss so much. You're losing, yeah. This one has all the footage plus some, like, real, I didn't, like, they found a bunch of footage cool. from, like, commissioned film crews that went into the trenches, which is insane to think about. And they got so much footage, it is horrendous. And they colorized it, and they, like, cleaned it up, too. It is, um, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. They have, like, Ooh. Oh, it's so good. Like, just, I don't, I can't think, at least in modern times, if you want to call it, there's no more apocalyptic imagery to me than, like, a classroom of school children with those old gas masks on, like the old oh, ones. Oh, God, yeah. The ones that used no, to be just burlap matter. sacks and, like, oh, it's just so those good. Big, the big eyes and then the elephant nose. It is unbelievable. On it, and it's a kid. Now that yeah. we have kids, uh, we- like oh, back yeah. when you saw it, when you're in your 20s, you're still a kid. Yeah. But you're like, oh, that's gnarly, bro. I can't even imagine. Well, we had duck and cover. I remember that shit. Oh, it's and so it's good. like, but your kid, can you imagine telling Ruby or Harvey like, no, no, no. Like, I mean, obviously we wear masks when we go out, but right. could you imagine wearing that like death head <laughs> skull insane. mask I, I thing? Can't. Just to be like, 
no, you got to go. If we go outside, you got to wear a death mask, basically. <laughs> like, it's crazy. And if it's bad, you have to have daddy pee on it before he puts it on. your. Right. Like, oh that God, was the yeah. first thing. Like, the French realized they could had this certain fabric that or it was just cotton. And Tony. Yeah. <laughs> oh, didn't we talk about that before? The <laughs> yeah, guy that gets that off like a, on, on a throwback to. A JP sketch that never was was the guy who's overly eager to pee on the mask, and it was like, no, no, I got the good one. I'm good. I'm good. No, no, no. I think I smell gas coming. We're not even stop on drinking the front water. Line. Yeah, that water is brackish. As you're gonna get sick. No, I'm going to prevent you from getting sick. Oh my god! Put um, your dick away, masturbating in Tony. We're gonna put you next to uh, old bad ears, <laughs> Eat it as rats, Doctor Hands. <laughs> Um. Oh yeah. So uh, World War One. If, if if you ever want, to, and it's a nice one too. Uh, as strange as it is, it's kind of got a cosmos feel to it. So you can kind yeah. of drift to sleep. It's you know nice and educational and warm. And it's got a nice narrator. It's messed up what you're falling asleep to a little bit because they have a lot of yeah. yeah. They don't sugarcoat all those scenes that I don't think you saw in a long time. So they have like many men came home disfigured from the war and a guy takes his head off his neck and you're just like holy shit he's just a spine (laughs) oh it's nuts that's the the historical thing like that's in in for me like once you start connecting that historical stuff to things you like like growing up i loved the universal monster movies oh yeah yeah still to this day some of my favorites they're fantastic but mm-hmm. those movies spring out of those veterans coming home. Sure. Like deformed and monstrous. So it's like an escape, but also a coping mechanism of like. My favorite thing is a walking corpse. Right. That we call Frankenstein or a bloodthirsty ghoul. Because my uncle Tony, like you said, can take the top of his head off and you can right. see his brain. Yeah, it's that whole, I mean, it changed the entire, it was the mix of World War One followed by the pandemic, the Spanish influenza, oh God, that's where true. you see yeah, that yeah. shift of art and the patriotism, like, we're going to war, paint me a flower, to like 1919, where they're like, Just take a shit in that skull and, and throw it at a German <laughs> and fart me Dante's Inferno. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, it's like all that auto dick shit. That's crazy. Um, yeah, highly recommend it. Oh, I, speaking of that, I want to, well, I guess I can always, so I don't think this is bad. I heard the best story if we want to talk about dark and it came oh, yeah. from the best storyteller and which everybody will know once I tell it where I get my skills from. So my mom made these amazing, amazing scrapbooks. Literally, like, Mm -hmm. that are, like, they must have taken her years, and it's one for her, and it's one for her dad, and hers goes from, like, literally her birth certificate, you see her little foot, all the way through when, basically, my parents met, like, when she's in college, and it's a beautiful scrapbook, she did all this time, she found all these artifacts, she was doing Googling, trying to find, like, times and dates, it's incredible, and then she was showing me my dad's, which is equally amazing, and she was, like, this is your dad, cousin Ronnie, and this is Randy. And she's like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, Ronnie was beaten to death. And it's not funny that a man was beaten to death, but it no, hit no, me. Of course not. But Obviously, I know a lot of my family's history. So to hear like, oh, oh, shoot, uh, Ronnie was beaten to death. And I go like, that just what? hit me like a ton of bricks. You know how to come out with it, Karen. And then I'm like, and then she was just moving on. And oh, and this is Suzette. No, and no. this and they're like. What? Why did? Why was Ronnie? What, Ronnie beaten so many to questions death. about Ronnie. And she's like, "Well, his marriage broke up. Well, maybe he left it because maybe he was gay." Oh, Jesus and we're Christ. like, "Oh my God, he was beaten to death because he was gay." Well, maybe. So he was beaten to death. Somebody broke into his house and beat him with a tire iron. We're like, "Oh my God." Oh my god, and she's like, and that really messed him up. So we're like, wait, he didn't die from the beating from the tire iron? Was, you she's can't like, delay the beating. It's all these, and we're like, oh, oh, oh. And she's like, oh no, no, but that really messed him up. 
We think he died of AIDS. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! What the fuck? <laughs> you keep peeling that onion, it and it's just so more onion. Bury the lead, and oh, I was he like, he had AIDS. So cousin Ronnie was beaten to death, but not because his marriage By- broke up. Because maybe gay, maybe not. Maybe AIDS. I was like, "Ooh, maybe? cousin Ronnie's getting a so not getting cousin a square Ronnie deal on this one." Was beaten to death by the Times. <laughs> yes, that's basically like. it. And obviously, the humor is from the story is horrendous. The humor it, it, comes it, from how could it get how more horrendous? Perfectly, I saw myself in my mother's storytelling because I was like, "Hit him with shock," and then wait, you got to backtrack because. It wasn't exactly a beaten to death. It wasn't. But he got messed up from the beating, and then he took a did good die yeah. many, many, many years later. Eventually. <laughs> from AIDS, because AIDS kills gay people, and he might have been gay. <laughs> and but this whole story- we tell the story, he was beaten to death. <laughs> I need to consider whether it gets deleted or not. Or different well, names inserted, because like, I don't want to offend anybody. How, she's just thinking of how do you put it into a scrapbook. Yeah, <laughs> saying cousin Ronnie died of AIDS. That, that I need a whole other scrapbook for that. Yeah, but for some reason, cousin Ronnie was beaten, ellipses, to death. <laughs> and then you're like, well, the ellipses is whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, just go. All That's the, way. the whole part where he lived a life and had AIDS and like <laughs> traveled the world. Oh man, poor, poor, poor guy. Can you imagine beaten with a tire iron? And still, like, and then bucking up and being like, I'm not done yet, motherfucker. Get out of my house. Maybe that's where, like, you know, you can get the virus from anywhere, but maybe that's what turned, maybe that was a Steve Renazzini in in the Trade Center. He went, I'm living my life to the fullest. It's the early 80s. What could happen? I might be gay. (laughs) (laughs) It's all that white Christmas shit. Tap dancing and singing along. Oh, man. Fighting the good fight. Oh. That was so Well, if if you want to go down a a sad, weird rabbit hole. Sure. That also has to do with Hollywood connections and intrigue and murder. Ooh. I'm going to give you one quiz. Oh, all right. And then that'll lead into a... A mini, a mini segment. Lovely. I'm in. Game. So, I'm going to give you a list of names, and I'm going to ask you what is the one thing they have in common. Okay. So, I have famed lead singer of In Excess, Michael Hutchinson. Okay. Uh, famed child actor, Jonathan Brandis. Uh, 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 I, do you need to say more? Uh, autoerotic asphyxiation. I still got a couple more. <laughs> Go ahead. All, Sorry. Come together. Sorry. Uh, comedian Charles Rocket. Oh, Bean Can Suicide. All right. Uh, bean Can Suicide. Uh, Jim Carrey's former girlfriend. What? Okay. The entire Benoit family. And famed rock star Chris Cornell. Okay. I got a few options here. One, obviously, is Dumb and Dumber. Because oh, you're so close. You've got Charles Rocket no and Jim Carrey's ex-girlfriend, Jonathan Brandis, NXS, Benoit, the Benoit, the wrestling family? Yes, the entire family. Chris Cornell. So, all right, here, but, so I know Jim Carrey's ex-girlfriend's still alive. Charles Rocket. She's dead. She's dead? Yeah. With the red hair? From Dumb no, and not, Dumber? No, not uh, Lauren Holly. This is one of the many oh. bevy of beauties Jim Carrey has left in his wake. Well, sadly, there's suicide. I don't know the lead. I don't know In Excess as well. I know Jonathan Brandis, Rocket, um, Benoit. <laughs> so and, and by saying you're so close, it's like. And Cornell, the they all committed is. suicide. So you think. Oh, murdered by the Trump administration? Jim fucking carry i fucking love it wait hold on jim carrey murdered them yes all of them every single one of them i must i would imagine you have associations between them all oh yeah no i i and that was the thing it was uh i was on reddit and it like popped up people were talking about it It was like oh this conspiracy theory i love it and i was like jim carrey is the world's worst serial killer and i was like ding 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 every Every box is checkmarked. 
And it was like, I'll bite. I'll sure. follow. So basically, and I sent, I read the few like stacked posts. And then I was also like, Ash, you got to read this. This is crazy. And of course, it's written like you would think about, like, you can't get through the the info without, like, taking a break. <laughs> You're like, you smell process, like cigarettes and coffee and, like, truck stop eggs. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I need a break. I need to. Because the way the guy lays it out, he lays it out by the murders, but he's constantly jumping back and forth. Like, when it's like, oh, then there's another connection. Oh, yeah, uh, then we're back to Charles Rocket. So it's nuts, but there are some things in there that tickle the imagination. I love it. Lovely. To the point of just like, wait, what? So Jim's Jim Leroy Carey or whatever his middle name is. I hope it's Leroy. Uh, it's not. Because the guy Well, and that's also part of the thing I read is he doesn't refer to Jim Carey as Jim Carey. JC? Which also makes it really daunting. Like, I'll send you the link when we're done. Okay. He refers to him as the world's most vile serial killer. Okay. Sure. So well. anytime you could have sorted it to just Jim or JC or just Carrie or whatever, he uses that phrase, the world's most vile serial killer. Okay. So you'll have a paragraph where he could have just said Jim or Carrie, but then you're just like, so I've read the world's most vile serial killer 10 times. So, so the world's most vile serial killer. Had to buy an IP address. And the world's most vile. And it's like, it's overkill, bro. We get it. Which I'm already is, in. It's questionable. It sounds like one of the world's most interesting serial killers. But he's only the world's most vile serial killer if you're really into celebrity. Uh, right. Mediocre and celebrity in some part. sort of the crux of this. what this guy posits is the fact that Heath says Jim Carrey is a serial killer because he was able to kill people who are in the public eye mm -hmm. sort mm -hmm. of based upon the movies he was in and was making. Sure. So, well, the first one is Michael Hutchins. The crux of this argument is, and we, and Jim Carrey has said this, and I remember you and I watched this in Queens when we lived in Lyon city. He made that movie with Joel Schumacher called number 23. Oh, yeah, right. Which is that weird synchronicity movie, mm -hmm. and it's just, it's not a good It doesn't movie. pay off, yeah. But the crux of the movie is Jim Carrey doesn't know what he's doing. He's a dog catcher? Because mm -hmm. the guy references it, and I was like, I forget. I forget even that plot point. But he's trying to solve these murders, and then, like, dun-dun-dun, at the end you realize he killed all of these people? Of course. And made it look like murder-suicide. So that is kind of ah, this guy's crux. I got it. He's, he's like tacking it on his board of thought is solely based on the movie number 23 being sort of like Jim Carrey letting you know. So it's basically number he's 23. He's putting all the red string and attaching anything. And then yeah. finally he's like, oh no. And he just pulls the red string and attaches it to himself. Yes. <laughs> Tacks it to himself. Uh, so the first murder was Michael Hutchins from In Excess, mm -hmm. famous lead singer. Sort of his connection to Jim Carrey was he covered uh, Iggy Pop's song "The Passenger" on uh, Batman Forever. Ah, okay. Which is a hinge in this theory because in the movie Batman Forever, uh, Jim Carrey plays uh, Robert Enigma, Edward Enigma, yeah, who will become the Riddler, and part of that story is that. He fakes his own death. Correct. And convinces people he committed suicide and then becomes the Riddler. So that's the big aha. It's like, that's Jim. That's where Jim Carrey got the idea. And the best part about this theory is Jim Carrey, if he is the serial killer, kind of a hack. Oh, really? Everything is based on movies he was in or people he was standing next to. He didn't even write his own kills. Which also tracks if you're like also a crazy serial killer. So, so what? He, uh, so Michael Hutchins did in the the uh, 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 surface world. How did Michael Hutchins die? Was he suicide? Was it suicide or just? It was. It was ruled suicide, but like you said earlier, it was auto. They think uh, autoerotic asphyxiation. Got it. 
That's a good one. So what better way to humiliate your kill and get them off your trail Absolutely. than to choke them out and put their penis in their hand? So can I go on this Reddit thread and add um, Hondo or what What was that show? Shogun? Uh, who who was... Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Fucking Carradine. Carradine. You who totally could have... Hondo, put... was it? What was... Who was he? Uh, David Carradine. David Carradine. But what was his show? He had the big Western. That's Kung he... Fu. Kung Fu. There it They is. brought it back, baby. Because that oh. was the... As we know from Bruce Lee, the story of the dragon. That was Bruce Lee's show. Oh, I know. That they know. took from him. That's ridiculous. And gave to old Hondo. <laughs> I don't Squandered it in a closet Yeah, in, in, in like Japan or something. Uh, so anyways, Michael Hutchinson was killed on 11-23, a day before... Uh. Or, excuse me, 11-22, a day before 23. This guy says because he was just trying it out. So he did... Part of what... <laughs> right, no. Okay. Uh... Jim Carrey was in a Dirty Harry movie. Oh, I know it. Deadpool. In 1994, where he plays a serial killer that kills famous people. That's right. So, Michael Hutchins is his first taste. Got it. It's the most famous deviant he can get his his greedy Jim Carrey chops on. Deadpool is such a good movie for anybody who hasn't seen it. That's so good. There's an amazing remote control car kill. Where they put a bomb on a remote control oh God, and he drives right. it. That's where that comes from. Oh, it's so good. There's there's amazing scenes throughout that. Jim Carrey has an amazing like dance scene. Oh, so good. So that's where he gets it. Jim Carrey, sociopath, crazy killer. Makes also sense. Also kind of a dullard. Gets it from this movie. Cool, I'm going to kill a famous person. Let's kill a guy. One of NXS's fam- famous songs is called Suicide Blonde. One of the characters in number 23, the Suicide Blonde. Ooh, interesting. And that was changed at a later date. In the script, it was just called, like, the brunette suicider or some some nonsense. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So number two, Jonathan Brandis, as we know. Ladybug himself. From Sequest 2020 and Ladybugs. But that's the creepy connection, Hansi. Ladybugs? Jim Carrey got his start as a stand-up comedian opening for who? Ah, Rodney Dangerfield. R.D. Interesting. Who is in the movie with Jonathan Brandis, where Jonathan Brandis dresses as a as a young lady to win soccer <laughs> for Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, that movie's so insane. The insanity it posits that Jim Carrey fell in love with Jonathan Brandis I as won- a woman. I wonder if R.D., if Dangerfield wanted Carrey as an opener, because, so... Well, we're, he's a serial killer, but apparently he yeah. was all business. Like his, like uh, Jim Carrey was like, I need to fucking my nose to the grindstone. Yeah, just practice impressions. Go, go, go! I do my show, and I'm already working on what my next show is. And like, right, which is obviously why he's so successful now, because that was it. But like Dangerfield, you know, he fucking sold cars, and he was like, eh. like he got like his like, foot in the door. He's like. All I want to do is get blowjobs and smoke weed. And so like, he right. did, so I wonder if that's why he had Carrie, because he was just like, I don't need anybody uh, harshing well, in on my good times. Just let him. What if you think about like the shows when we used to book shows and have shows? It's like if you have these two guys, like I remember seeing shows at pianos or shows at Rafifi where you have all these amazing alternative comedians and then the closer is like um what's his name the guy that opens for uh seinfeld oh tom pappas tom pappas yeah tom papa that dude after all these alternative comedians slay doing their weird shit he stood up suit necktie open like basically opened his briefcase and just did one-liners boom, boom, boom. and just went through them roughshod and brought the fucking house down he's amazing because he's... the audience was ready and then when you bring this very like bread and butter like mom and pop comedy in it kills because it it seems like a bit you know what i mean like because you're used to like edgy weird abstract and then someone comes with that machine gun fire right just one-liners it slays. So I feel like that's running industry was like, I'm not changing my bit. Sure. I did my time. It's the same bit. You watch me in the movies or don't. 
I'm going to bring this fucking crazy person in who you don't know him one show to the next. Because that was Carrie's big rise was that he never did the same thing twice. Or so he says. Very practician. Very jerk practician. Up and down. If you catch him on a hot show, he's going to crush. Catch him on a bad show, he's going to eat so much shit and feel the need to dig himself out. So if you think about it as from Rodney Dangerfield's point of view, you closing is the salve because we know. Yeah. You're either hot off this like crazy roller coaster you just went on or you're off of just like that guy ate so much shit. Right. Thank God I get to wear my warm blanket of... Uh, RD's yeah. bits. Oh, take my wife, please. Oh my God, take my life, please. I can't even think of his name. I can't get any respect. Yeah, that's how he does it. I can't get right. any respect. Um, <laughs> Jim Carrey's backstage licking his fucking butcher knives. Like, I will take your life, please. That, that's <sighs> interesting. Like, you're right. Like, because even if all the comics are slain up until quote unquote a more standard traditional comic goes on, if it's alternative and conceptual, you're still on a ride and you have to kind of open up and mm-hmm. intellectualize it as you do it, even yeah. though it's like killing you. It's challenging. So you're it's... open now when somebody just comes and hits you over the head with boom, boom, boom. You're just like, oh my God, I'm already ready this for this and for. I don't even have to. I've already, I'm already on the ride. I already went all the way up and now this roller coaster can just. Yeah, it's just, just the coast, That's man. Really you just get to, you just hitch onto him and he's giving you stuff. You kind of already have heard, or if you haven't heard his stuff, it's very accessible. His his poor wife, you know, oh, yeah. all like, oh, I'm put upon. Oh, look at this necktie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He's just going to crush because oh. it's very familial. It's the best. It's like hanging out with your family and hearing like stories. You know, you know the story. But if everybody's in it, if you've been like. You telling the, other stories that inspire the story, that stuff just gets the, like, ooh. You got it. You get the different, hey, it's the hey, heat. hey, Ronnie, get over here. We're telling the story about the you know, tire like, iron. What's your perspective? The Pontiac you and the tire iron. iron. Yeah. Oh, that's, all right. So, anyways, I um, took you on a tangent, so, but he's a So, that killer. is, Brandis, they say that's how Jim Carrey got introduced, because he was part of Rodney Danger, he's in Rodney Dangerfield's Orbit. Orbit yeah. And now we're coming back to the crux of Dumb and Dumber. Uh, Jonathan Brandis is credited for being in Dumb and Dumber. Hmm. You know, I know He that shows one. up twice, and he's credited and not credited, depending. But, uh, so he's on the cover of the Tiger Beat magazine that- um, Holy shit. Jeff Daniels is reading when they're in the, the beauty salon. Oh my god, okay. Which leads to that gag of, like, why is he looking at this, like, Teeny Bop magazine? Sure. Whatever. Funny joke. Funny joke. Mm-hmm. Also, the commercial that they're crying to in the hotel room yeah. is a California energy commercial starring Jonathan Brandis. Oh, it's a real commercial? It's a real commercial. They used a real commercial. With a um, quote-unquote movie star in it. That's interesting. There are two actors in it, Jonathan Brandis and a female a- actress. Both credited, they're in it, they're the family, the hug, the the thing. So he's in that twice. This person that put the Reddit post together is a serial killer. Yeah, We know that, that right? Yeah, right, yeah. It's Jim Carrey. Um, (laughs) I cut you, so Brandis is in the commercial, and... So he's in the commercial, and then Brandis has a hiatus for movies, post-Ladybugs, post-Sequest. Mm-hmm. You don't see Jonathan Brandis again until he shows up. Hair cut, hair dyed. He's in a little movie called Outside Providence. Yes. I don't know if you remember that movie. I do. That movie is actually great. Loosely based on the Farrelly brothers' life, Jonathan Brandis plays one of the Farrelly brothers. That's right. It's his last movie. Yeah. So they're like Jim Carrey Juice. Uh, The Redditor Uh... posits... Did he audition for that, or did Jim Carrey say put him in a movie? Interesting, interesting. I need another taste of JB. Oh, boy. Now we're getting somewhere. And in that movie, his blonde hair is gone, going back to the suicide blonde. Suicide blonde. If Jim Carrey is following his career, Jonathan Brandis, known for his well-coiffed blonde hair. Got it. Blonde hair goes away. Jim Carrey, 
the killer, angered. I'll give you another taste of Hollywood. And they also put something in there was that uh, Jim Carrey got the Fairley brothers to direct Dumb and Dumber. Hmm. And he's actually the person who directed that movie. They just got the Jim Carrey juice. Yeah, okay. And then they're forever indebted to old JC. And then, for time immemorial. And then did Jim Carrey buy a bean canning factory in Iowa? Uh, that's then. Well, the, here's the Charles Rocket shit is fucking weird. Okay. Uh, so they both auditioned for SNL together. Oh, he yeah. He beat Jim Carrey for his spot. Interesting. So Jim Carrey misses SNL because of Charles Rocket. A comedic actor who is also in Dumb and Dumber. He plays the heel in Dumb and Dumber, for right. those of you listening. The villain, yep. He uh, was the he got fired from SNL for cursing mm-hmm. correctly. He said the F word. Said the F word intentionally. Intentionally. Like to, get, to like heighten a bit. Warren gives him the old axe. I don't know if it was Time Warren. Time goes by. The, uh, sorry, that work? real quick. I think that was the, no, I think that was that weird interim period where um oh was it uh oh, what's his name lauren didn't have those two seasons right. those two seasons uh, ebersol dick yeah, ebersol yeah yeah so i i'm i'm not 100 percent, but i believe that was a ebersol call could have been an ebersol so jim carrey loses to monsieur rocket. charles rocket yeah yeah ah. before that those two were in a movie together called earth girls are easy holy shit Great movie. I saw it 9,000 times on Comedy Central. Of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> Nine we all did. thousand times. I can... Because you're you like, want me to stand up? this? is going to be great. <laughs> Do you want that me? and Rubber Face. <laughs> oh, God. Two terrible Jim Carrey oh. movies. I can stand up and do Damon Wayne's dance right now that he, <laughs> like, schools somebody in the uh, dance club with. Oh, my. Oh, and, J- and Jeff Goldblum? Oh, Jeff what Goldblum, a movie. That's right. What yeah. a movie. That's a movie. Bring it back. Let's get a sequel. I want to see Earth Girls Are Too Easy. That would be so good. I bet hmm. they'd all do it. Every single one of them. Maybe not Jim Carrey because he's a hellacious murderer. Right. I, yeah, that would work. That would work. You could do Put it, us, right? Absolutely. You could just, Dan Wayne's do it. Jeff Goldblum's just super chill, chill bill, bro. Like. He'll do it if it's, as long as it's not dumb. And most importantly, um, Gina Davis. Oh, get her back, baby. Fuck get yeah. her back. That movie, it made me Mac and me uncomfortable when they showed them as aliens. Because they had like yeah. weird fish genitals and like bare furry yeah. butt cheeks. No thanks. For that part, no thanks. Too much. Yeah. That's a pass for me. Yeah. That one's odd. Forget about it. <laughs> Um, uh, but oh my so God, yeah. Charles Rocket is in Earth Girls Are Easy with Jim Carrey. Hmm. There's this, that football scene, like it's like the flashback or something where he's playing football. Rocket's jersey is 32, 23, 23 inverted. Okay. Um, of course. So that's where they met. So that's with the whole, and then like a week or two before... Charles Rocket commits suicide, unfortunately, in his car alone in a field. Yeah. Jim Carrey rushed on stage. It's a sold out Elton John show. Jim Carrey sings Rocket Man. Get out of here. And that is what everybody, and Jim Carrey included, called Charles Rocket. They called him Rocket Man. Call him Rocket Man. You don't need an extra nickname if your name's Rocket. And also, in, if you'll remember from Dumb and Dumber, Jim Carrey makes that joke, which was totally improv, not in the script, oh, about yes. slitting your own throat. That's right. Ah, oh. To Charles Rocket. Oh, boy. That's right. All right. Uh, am, am I not sweetening the pot? The inverted 3-2 might have gotten me. <laughs> the inverted 3-2, exactly. But, yes. <laughs> this fucking guy. Wow. Uh, The Benoit family one? Bit thin. <laughs> Is you it can re- imagine. Was there more than one suicide like a, in the Benoit bone... family? No, because oh, the Benoit oh, family fuck. Yeah, was, that was the whole thing. Uh, his brain was mush. That's right, yeah. And I, he had a, a special needs child. I was he right. and his wife were oh hot, God. cold, fight, fight, fuck. You know, yeah. just like they're up from right. what everybody says. And Chris Benoit has 
That's right. Mental issues from all his concussion, so he killed his family and then committed suicide. That was horrible. I forgot. I was mixing up with <laughs> so, a different horrific wrestling. Maybe something from Tootsmont or something. Yeah, right. So they connected just because of the when they died. They're both Canadian. And the dates add up to the both Canadian. There's you there's a, there's one for you. Both Canadian. The the death date adds up to twenty three. Okay. Nice. And uh, his connection was, that's when he was researching Andy Kaufman, so he became obsessed with wrestling. Oh. Yeah. And at the time, Chris thin, Benoit but... was the the biggest wrestler of that era. And also, the he, he posits that Jim Carrey is obsessed with erasing people, like Eternal Sunshine. Mm, okay. Like that hook of... Oh, could I erase the most famous person in history? And Chris Benoit, rightfully so, because he killed his family, is erased from pop culture and wrestling. Right, you don't talk about him. Uh, a really interesting... So, obviously, you know, they bring... And they're for both movies, Canadian, like you said. They bring consultants in for movies a lot of times. I bet you could find That's some link where they're like, the guy that came in to train Jim Carrey on certain moves was. and headlocks was Chris Benoit's old tag team partner from his amateur days up in, you know, Skanichiwa. Yeah. No, Skanichi, Skanichi, no, uh, Montreal. Saskatchewan? <laughs> Saskatchewan. Yeah, not Skanichiwa. Benoit's a Calgary boy, so they may be both oh, hard-charging Calgary boys. That was, he had the flying butthead. That's a good one. That's what they say. Kid Dynamite was his name in Canada. Fucking, he was a good wrestler, too. He was. Put his heart into it, which is what bashed his brain. Put his brain which into it. Fucked him up. Put your brain into it, Benoit. <laughs> uh, you got it, boss. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor uh, So there's a weird one that's one of Jim Carrey's old girlfriends. Oh, she yeah. commits suicide and leaves a note, which also adds up to 23, but is also folded in the date. Um, she left a note where she said that Jim Carrey gave her a bunch of STDs. Hmm, interesting. That's pretty, yeah. uh... Intense. That's very intense. But this is where the sauce gets a little goofy, if it wasn't already goofy enough. Uh, so Jim Carrey's daughter, apparently, is roughly our age. Didn't know he had children. Younger. She was also on the later stages of the MTV show Catfish. Really? Brought brought in as the tech consultant. I know who you're talking about. Wait, is, so, was, she, was she the one that was, was she on screen? Or was she behind I, the that's scenes? That's what I'm led to believe is she was the on screen. I think I know the two hander. So yes. part of the kinky Benoit thing is their Wikipedia entries were altered mm -hmm. before people knew they were dead from different ip addresses and one of them was in connecticut where fucking charles rocket committed suicide oh boy oh boy so, uh, so does jim carrey's girlfriend have a name is she uh yes she does i can and i can find it because no don't don't go find it i just think girlfriend. it's it reminds me no, of when like the front page of like like the headlines of like the variety and stuff they were like Drew Carey's girlfriend suicide. It's like, ooh, that's Katarina White is her name. Katarina White. I need to not. Yes, for the purpose of the quiz, I was like Jim Carrey's girlfriend. Oh, in if you would have said Katarina White, I would have not known it. I wonder. You're like, if, what? Riddled with STD, and then you uh, could go down a syphilis rabbit hole as to what's bending mm -hmm, Carrey's mm -hmm. mind. Oh, okay. Also, Benoit rotten brain. Jim Carrey rotten brain. Oh. STD. He's mad at rotten brains. Got it. And then the finale. Big so one. basically, Jim Big Carrey, one. this guy posits that Jim Carrey's daughter, because she's on this TV show and uses computers, knows how to use computers. Okay. So she could edit these Wikipedia pages to different IP addresses to leave some breadcrumbs for us. Right. So you started. Okay. Yeah. So then we come to the finale. The man, the myth, Chris Cornell. Black Hole son, the, the son Black of Black Hole Holes himself. himself. Was found, much like Charles Rocket, Jonathan Brandis, Michael Hutchins, suicide. Two of mm -hmm. them were sexual. This one, not so sexual, but was found in a hotel room with a man-made noose around his neck. Mm. 
Yeah. He was the fucking musical guest when Jim Carrey first hosted fucking Ooh, SNL. I know that episode was actually really good. That's a big one right there. It's a big connection. So that's the finale. And like, oh, I, I sent Ash the thing. We talked about it. And I was like, my nerd brain, like the writer, creative brain, you're like, okay, cool. If he is a serial killer, how fucking scary would it be if this is 100% true? And Jim Carrey is just like, oh, cool, Chris Cornell, I know you, you're famous. We hosted this thing together. That's the only connection he needs. That's what I'm Charles saying. That's Rocket. what's so great about that. It, and it happened 20-something years later. Where well, he, he, just, it you're like, he just honed in. He went, him. Okay. He can't He's kill Miley book. Cyrus because he'll never, people will be like, why is Jim Carrey hanging out with Miley Cyrus? But he never even hung out with Chris Cornell. That's the best part. He was just like, they met in his orbit. In He's passing. like, okay, him. Rocket, I get see, and that's that's why this guy would be the why he would be the most vile serial killer, and quite an amazing serial killer. Because other than some celebrity, and you can see the links, and yeah, you can go, all right, he's linked all these people in some way, but there's no pattern to it. There's no pattern, like there's a link in his obsession with twenty three, and he made a movie called Twenty Three. He got he brought Joel Schumacher back. Joel Schumacher was buried because of Batman Forever. Yeah. Jim Carrey catapulted. That movie sucks balls, but Jim oh, Carrey attached a rocket, Charlie Rocket, to his ass. He went yeah, up. He was human sacrifice. Hmm. How good. So that was just went down that rabbit hole of like, how fucking scary would it be for Jim Carrey to show up to your small hometown dressed in all his fucking Hollywood. It's like Miss, if Mrs. Doubtfire was a fucking serial killer movie. Which would be great. Because Jim Carrey could do it. Which would just be, be like... Um, and especially af- after watching that An- Andy Kaufman documentary about the making of Man oh, of the yeah. Moon, I was like, he turned into a miserable fucking prick. Yeah, he did. And it really took away Some my love, love for him. Jim Carrey yeah. and also his obsession with his crappy art that he sells for a million dollars also takes away, and which also doesn't do me any good into like arguing against he's not a serial killer. And his kind of attempt i don't know if you saw his episode of comedians in cars getting coffee to me that's a big tell on all the comedians that i love yeah when uh, the comics just like coffee black and like has like you mean they're they're all so famous for the most part that it's like you could never get in their heads and and to the point where you can't even blame them for idiosyncrasy their some of their behavior because it's just they're Mm -hmm. they're so like eddie murphy like yeah, of course he's like stressed out or like with people so close in his orbit because everybody wants something from him. But you yeah. hear like, wow, he's still like interacting in a normal way with people. Jim Carrey was so strange. And, and the other thing was like when he sits down with a the comic, they're like, uh, yeah, I guess I'll have two eggs, toast and a black coffee. Thank you. And you're like, well, that was a very normal order. And like Jim Carrey was like, can I get a medium warm water? And then they just brought him warm water and he pulled out what looked like a Visine bottle. And he just put like little drops from yeah. his visine bottle. And he's like, "This stuff is amazing." No explanation, just drip, drip. And then drank it like a like a tool. I, I love Jim. That's, like a lot of his stuff. I do but too. I'm just like, all right, you have a special secret but, serum. Save it for behind closed doors and have a cup. Or of tea. if if that's a bit, if that's a right, bit, it's not right. a funny bit. That's yeah, that's actually and both interesting. Both things I don't like. Mm, mm. I don't like That's you're an elite weirdo with your <laughs> yeah, own elite. thing, and you waited until you're on camera to do your elite weirdo tincture in your <laughs> lukewarm water. Tincture, yeah, right. Or vice versa. It's a bit, and it's a really shitty bit. Yeah. Just well, tell it's a us a funny story. It's for yourself, I guess. But yeah, but He's that would be too hard that would Kaufman. be like to squirt it in is. But here, oh, so here's what I'm... He should have squirted it up into his own mouth. That would have been good. That would have taken talent, too. There you go. (laughs) Which he doesn't got any, unless it's killing people. If I had the pull, everything you just told me would take a lot of work to do, and I would hope that I had the right studio backing me with the right amount of money to get Jim Carrey. I would make this into a fucking movie a la Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. I got you. And play it fucking real, and it would be so good. Right? That's what yes. Ash and I were talking. I was like, 
make it a movie. And at first I was like, imagine fucking Buster Keaton or Charlie Chapman. Yeah. Like do a period thing where they're like the funniest person on the world and they can like morph using stage magic to show up at your house. And then I was like, no, I had an idea and it was like, it's the most indie movie idea ever. And it wasn't very good. But it was like, oh, I love Andy Kaufman and the whole idea of like Andy Kaufman still being alive. And I was like, you know, what if this kid, you know, this young man who can't find himself finds Andy Kaufman like working at a gas station and like Andy Kaufman shows him how to live and like he gets the girl. And it's so I was like, oh, that'd be fun. I was like, that would never happen. So I was like, after reading this, I was like, it has to be a fucking horror movie. Sure. We roll into town. It's a gas station, and you're like, oh, that dude fucking kind of looks like Andy Kaufman. Kind of leans into it a little bit, and you like follow him around, and then it it can either be Andy Kaufman is still alive. Right. And he lives in like some destitute Rust Belt town where he just does like the uh, the makeup, the shitty makeup, when everyone's like, I think that's Andy Kaufman dressed as like, what was his fucking alter ego oh tony clifton tony clifton like imagine that but it's a guy who dresses like an old woman who runs the hotel which is like like, the jinx this this is the same fucking guy in everywhere we go in this town and i was like that's the hook it's just fucking some guy who thinks he's who thinks he's andy kaufman and also i was like my little extra nerd sauce on it was he kills Tupac and Elvis oh, and sh- everybody baby. else who's in hiding. Sure, of course, of course, and now add Humpty Hump to it. Uh, yep. And that's the that's the honey trap. Name. Is once the movie comes out, if Jim Carrey snatches it up right away, I'm taking him down to the county. Oh, Locking that's when in. you put the cuffs on him. It's all a big, it's all a big ploy. Demand a multi million dollar production ploy. It's either a, a really good ploy. crappy, ser- a really good crappy horror movie, or B. The greatest bust in the history of America. It's so funny. You mention all of this and then we talk about fictionalizing it and doing the classic Coen Brothers based on a true story, but it's not. Yeah. I, you know, I love Conan O'Brien needs a friend. It's so good. I love Conan O'Brien so much. Hell yeah. And Conan O'Brien has two of the same passions I do. American history, particularly American presidents and serial killers and murder. And I was like, I've, you know, I've always been trying to find a way to put these things together. And obviously comedy, I love it. I was like, and Conan O'Brien does a new version of his show where it's like Conan meets a fan. And it's actually really good. People call in and like have a question for him. And like, like, unlike Jim Carrey, he is very affable and has a a seemingly Mm -hmm. legitimate conversation. I was like, I need to write the book I've wanted to write about an assassin a linked assassin that's responsible for president's deaths long after their presidency, but it just needs to be Conan O'Brien kills the presidents. And it's just Conan O'Brien lives his normal Stop. life, his yes. huge profile life. He does oh everything, God, hell yeah. but behind the scenes, he's responsible for Nixon's death. And, you know, he's the one who finally takes oh, them all you down. Can get him. He's in Harvard, and that's where you get the, like... Mm-hmm. MK Ultra stuff like Baby Conan getting inundated with him shooting Reagan. He was he was born in the same place that the Kennedys were from. Uh, Brain tree. He's avenging the Kennedys. Yeah, he's got so many. It could be so, but it has to be surface. It can't be like this is a fictionalized version of a uh, late night television host that does this. It's like. Conan O'Brien with right, no, all exactly. the, like, the factual bi- biography that I know about him or that is available intertwine that with the fact that he's a sadistic murdering serial killer <laughs> that goes uh, political. Who loves presidents oh, so in particular. It's like if I can get a couple chapters down and get a get a copy of that sent over, just send that, it I for bet a it would reading. spark a nice conversation. Mainly one of oh, horror, like <laughs> you, you can't publish, you can't publish this. You can't have my name, Conan O'Brien. But that is the, the most that would I'm with, like that would be the most Conan O'Brieny thing of like, of course, because you could even turn it into so a fun. bit. It's like be so fun all of the fan fiction that I have, and none of it is sexy. 
It's all always me murdering people. Right. It's yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my god, that is so funny. That's Isn't that weird. Jim Carrey thing crazy? It, it, but just for me imagining him getting on an airplane, slowly putting on makeup, turning into somebody else. Oh fuck! That was the sorry for the cliffhanger. The guy posits his next target. So oh, I'm putting it go. out here, listeners. Hansi, told right. to Ash. Next target, Keanu Reeves. Okay. Do I need to find the link? Is there a link? Because maybe I there can isn't make yet. Because he's still a, he's still among us, the living. No, but is there a link as to why he'd be the next target? It had to do with a really shitty movie that came out in 2016 called The Bad Batch. Okay. It's like a post-apocalyptic movie. Jason Momoa's in it. Jim Carrey's in it, but he's not credited. Okay. Because he's like in character as like a weird wanderer or something. And Keanu Reeves is in it. Basically, the world's over. Imagine Mad Max in like the outskirts of L.A., and Keanu Reeves' character hosts a post-apocalyptic rave. I so Keanu Reeves is in it for like 10 minutes. I got a beat. Casey, I got a beat. How's this? Who's writing this Reddit post? I should write it. Because maybe Keanu you. Reeves was in Speed, which had to do with a serial killer. And his partner mm-hmm. that gets killed is fucking Jeff Daniels. It's Jeff. Ah, done. done. Locked and loaded. Roasted. Keanu Poor Reeves Jeff Daniels is going to get fucking numbered. Snuffed out in his bathroom because Jim Carrey can't kill Keanu Reeves because we're on the case. Oh, yeah, we are on the case. I love it. Speaking of on the case, I got something for you if you want to hit it. Um, I'm ready. I want to pop it. Hey, we're in season three, by the way. Yeah, how was that for a season three segment? Jim Carrey's is the world's worst serial killer. Start to season three. We're out of the pandemic and into the conspiracy world, and there's no better way to celebrate season three than to bring up something that I forgot to do in our season two finale, which is Perfect. a little treat for you. Old this business. Is, this is a little, we gotta, yeah, it's like an AA meeting. We got to take care of old <laughs> business before we get anything new. <laughs> Who's in charge of coffee? All right. Um, jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. All right, jerks. Well, you will have to turn in tune in next week to hear that riveting quiz but i will leave you with a treat for a future episode down the road while jim carrey may be the most prolific serial killer as of this episode we may have one a little more so here are your clues what do these things have in common all right andy kaufman Catherine Helmond, Jonathan Brandis, Jamie Farr, uh, let's see, Easy E, the fat goalie from uh, Mighty Ducks, one and two, maybe three, Kobe Bryant, Tim Curry, Lori Laughlin, and lastly, Brendan Fraser. Okay, you got all those? So put those gears in motion, folks. Start thinking. And whew. All right, bosses. Well, we'll see you later.